0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, July 26th. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us once again is our old pal, Eric Sprott. Eric, how are you this fine Friday?
0: Hey, Craig. Uh, great. It's been a very, very busy week in the precious metals area. been particularly busy for me, trying to position myself. Uh, in the way I advise all of our listeners to get positioned. and uh, So we'll have lots of chat about it.
1: I assume we will. And, you know, I I should point out, too, this is now the week we get into late July. It's typically the week that uh, our friends uh, within SPROT have the SPROT Natural Resource Symposium, which I know is something you've been at in the past. Uh, For anyone listening to us that's attending the SPROT Natural Resource Symposium, it's coming up next week. 29th through August the second, at the Fairmont Hotel in Vancouver, uh, we will we being Sprout Money have a booth there, number fifty nine, and we'll be selling precious metals all throughout the conference. So please stop by and say hello. I won't be there; I'm on vacation. Eric, you won't be there either. I don't think this year, will you?
0: No, I'm uh, I'm on vacation as well. But uh, there's going to be a lot of various companies there. I know that. Uh, and that uh, people may not know, but Sprout tends to deal in the uh, the smaller companies, mm-hmm. which where all the action is. So there should be a lot of uh, presenters there that uh, will have very uh, interesting stories.
1: Yeah, you know, let me ask you this: since, since there will be a Sprout Money booth there, and folks can purchase precious metal at the booth, as we stand right here with uh, with the clear breakouts, and as even silver is participating, that kind of thing. Um, for people looking to buy some physical gold, silver platinum is is there a good time to do it? Do you wait for a dip to buy? Do you average in what What do you think is the best strategy at this point?
0: Well, I guess the way i would answer the question i mean I've owned gold now for a long time okay since two thousand so I've owned it for nineteen years, and I would have started buying it at two fifty I would have bought some at four hundred and five hundred and whatever thousands and uh every one of those purchases for me now is a profit because in Canadian dollars, it's basically at a record high here. Um, but I I think as we, we look at how the world, the financial world is unfolding here with the, the great concern that uh, the Fed, the central bank policy, I should say, of uh, negative interest rates, of which we now have a record, new record high in the number of negative yielding bonds as we speak today, uh, is starting to... Generate a lot of comment on about the fact that this policy. First of all, why do we need it? We're supposed to be in a recovery, right? <laughs> but we're we're right back at it again, and it's because the policy didn't work, and it's not going to work. And the the best example of that is basically where Japan is. It started this thing like thirty years ago, still has not worked. Still have no inflation. Uh, the market, their stock market, still way below oh, it oh, its high. Although ours has gone to record highs, um, but it, it all all those paths lead to the need to own some gold and you should start as soon as today is what I would suggest because we've had a good run here. I get the sense from some of the technical people I follow that we might have uh, what was is being described as a bit of a parabolic move in gold if we fire up to the 1700s here uh, beginning sort of mid-August so you gotta be, you gotta be prepared for that. So that's why, for example, six weeks ago, I guess me and of may, when I commented about, well, you know, there's this call that gold's going at 1,450 and you better not be waiting around because there's a lot of torque in stocks, big ones and little In fact, there's even more torque in the little stocks than the big stocks. So it's been a bit of a, uh, a feeding frenzy lately. There's a lot a lot of companies raising money I know I've been very, very active in that, on the hunt for value. And uh, there's some pretty good opportunities. And one of the things that attracts me, you look at a stock and it's trading at 15% of what it was, its high was in 2011, particularly a Canadian guy, a guy in Canada. You say, well, you know, back in 2011, the gold price in Canada hit a record high of 1880, and it's at 1880 today, and the stops at 15% of where it was in 2011. Well, how does that work? You know? So. There's, I think they got really heavily sold out here, and that there's, there will be many, many opportunities to to uh, take on uh, precious metals shares and do very well.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and Eric, you told us all—I don't know—six, eight weeks ago. I thought something that was really eye-opening. You said in the early stages of a rally uh, in a bull market, it's the large leverage producers. That really take off because their earnings basically double. If you're making a hundred dollars at uh, you know thirteen hundred dollars an ounce, you make two hundred dollars at fourteen hundred dollars an ounce, and that was brilliant. And we've seen that now in the GDX, the Hui. You know, they've really taken off over the last six weeks, and now it's going mainstream. I saw an article this week about CNBC promoting not the FANG stocks, what they call the BANG stocks, which is Barrick, Anglo Gold Ashanti, uh, Agnico Eagle, uh, Franco Nevada, and Goldfield. So now all of a sudden, uh, even these institutions are starting to pick up on it. That's not something we see at the late stages of a rally at all.
0: No, they're, they're, they're definitely commanding attention. Uh, I've said this in, uh, many times. One thing I like about computers, the computers, if something's happening, they'll spot it, right? And they'll tell the uh, the institutional guys, oh, by the way, the best performing group is gold stocks. And the guy said, well, we don't own gold stocks. Well, the computer said, we better get the hell in there because these things are going. So, uh, And I think it's very early days. I mean, you know, going back to uh, 16, I, I, I think stocks went up 160% in like seven months. Yep. And maybe we're up 30 now, but I think there's uh, a pretty good road in front of us still.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are some cross-currents going on. Uh, Obviously, this week, uh, specifically yesterday, we had to deal with option expiration on the COMEX, and we know the banks like to maneuver price uh, for their profit on that day, and that's what we saw yesterday. But uh, we've got the front month, August contract goes off the board next week. There's always volatility surrounding that, and that's timed with the next FOMC coming up next week, too. So there's a lot going on. Gold down a little bit this week. Silver up. Uh, what do you think by next Friday we're going to be talking about, Eric?
0: Well, I, well, first of all, I, it's pretty obvious there'll be a rate cut by the Fed. Whether or not gold rallies to that immediately, I'm not sure. One of the things that I have noticed when central banks say things that are pretty optimistic for gold, sometimes they'll just smash it anyway, so that there's no linkage between the central bank and the gold price going up. And that was kind of like what happened with the ECB yesterday. You know, they 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 obviously changed their policy to being a little more dovish. And gold sort of went up for just a little while, and then boom, they they whacked it. And and in that way, people can't draw the link. Oh, yeah, ECB, dovish, gold should go up, because it didn't go up. It went down, as it turned out. So you never know on, I think it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday they the of the meeting. Um, you know, it may not react the way we want it to, uh, but I do believe in this big turn uh, that's coming beyond the turn we've already had. And I do believe we will be in the 1700s, and I think people have to think with that number in mind. What's a guy going to earn at $1,700 gold and how cheap's a stock? That's the important thing. So we should keep that in mind.
1: Yep. And we are continuing to see uh, central bank accumulation, especially these dollar creditors, which you and I are both dollar creditors, and we're switching into gold reserves. That's what these central banks are doing, too. Russia this week announcing another 19 metric tons. They're now up to 2,200. Metric tons, over a $100 billion worth. That central bank demand was almost at record levels last year. It seems to be continuing this year. That's got to help, too. That's
0: amazing. And, of course, we also had China buy 10 tons, and I'm still, still sort of stunned by the Polish central bank buying 100 tons. Right. Like, wow, where did that come from? And every time I see these central banks buying that amount of gold, I think, man, what would happen if a guy, instead of writing AU on the buy ticket, wrote AG, which <laughs> is the symbol for silver, you know? And like any one of those guys in a month could double the silver price, right? Because there's just not that much silver around it. And speaking of silver, by the way, there's been some tremendous inflows into the, uh, the silver ETFs. Right. In fact, uh, I think it was Wednesday... There was a billion and a half went into the GLD and something like half a billion went into the SOV. And I want everyone to sit and think about that's a ratio of three to one. Okay. They're buying three times as much gold as silver and the price differential was 88 to one. Now, how long can that carry on in a mm. commodity that the amount of money going in it is rated, rated as three to one and the price is 88 to one? Like, it's impossible. And we all know that in the Earth's crust, I think uh, it's something like 15 to 1 uh, silver to gold in the Earth's crust. The production something like 10 to 1. Uh, this nonsense of silver being at 88 to 1 versus the price of gold is absolutely ridiculous. So we've seen this very, very strong move in silver. I'm sure. I, I'm imagining this parabolic thing happening, okay, blowing through $50, uh, just get your computers out, figure out what the guy makes at fifty dollars. Okay, and believe me, the upside will be so substantial. You're not going to worry about twenty percent downside when your upside's like a thousand percent. Right. So that's sort of the approach I take. I've been very busy buying silver stocks. Some have been announced, uh, others haven't been. But I bought four or five or six or seven of these things, and uh, I'm every day. I'm on the hunt. And I, I will even buy uh, just deposits now. I'll buy a low grade deposit, uh, which I bought many. And one of them was announced this week was uh, Tudor and a company called Tuton that are both up in the, nor- uh, the Northern BC. Low grade, huge deposit. Uh, price gold goes up. Hey, we're 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 in the money here. So I think that's a, a very intriguing investment opportunity. I go back, and I think I might have mentioned last week. I, I did the same thing in 2000 about. Seabridge, which was a low-grade, a uh, or, or, bunch of ore bodies at a dollar, went to thirty-five dollars. That's the sort of leverage. I'm hoping to experience, and hope our listeners experience.
1: That's the kind of thing we're all hoping for, no doubt about that. And I'm glad to hear that you're having some success finding some uh, silver equity plays out there. I know, though, you're also involved in a couple that have had some news this week. Uh, you want uh, some gold stocks? Anything you want to tell us about yeah. there?
0: Well, just minor, minor things. Uh, the uh, They changed the CEO of uh, RNC Minerals. Paul Hewitt is now uh, the CEO and chairman. Uh, I met Paul this week, and uh, I'm, he's, a, he's a gold guy, so I'm uh, certainly expecting that uh, things will move along at perhaps a faster pace with RNC here. Uh, in the case of Kirkland, they announced that their, their earnings are coming. Out, I think it's on July 30th, so we'll all stand by in that one. I sort of doodled to myself what I thought they might earn. It kind of it kind of had a like a, a forty-five cent estimate. I think it'll be a little down from maybe forty-six but that's They fifty-three. It'll be a little down because of the uh, the shortfall of uh, gold production second versus first. But I think the price again will will be up some. So that would be a bit of a positive offset. Uh, the only other thing, uh, well, Wallbridge. I think we, we're gonna we've got to see some drill results here next week. I'm kind of hoping that. Really holds together because we got some big holes to come out here. So, um, those are all little, just minor items. And uh, uh, every day I keep watching all the drill holes that come out and see if there's going to be some new play. And uh, they're not too difficult to analyze. In fact, I think it's easier for a, a charted accountant to analyze them, which I am, than, than it is a geologist. because I don't get into the hairy stuff that the geologists get into. I just, okay, how many dollars is that going to be? And <laughs> away we go.
1: Exactly. Cut to the chase on that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, we had some interesting questions come in this week. I, we might wrap up uh, by letting me hit, hit you with a couple of them. Uh, You've got a, some, a couple of specific names. I don't know if you know anything about these, but let's start with a company called Balmoral Resources. you know anything about that one?
0: Sure. Well, Balmoral has the property – well, sold the, the fenelon property that wallbridge is now drilling they sold it to wallbridge but they have all the property around it and they announced that they they were going to drill at the southern extreme of the where the uh, wallbridge property is their fenelon at dis imagining that the uh what wallbridge is finding extends onto their ground and of course i hope it does because it just indicates how significant the system is right. and they might very well drill mm-hmm. to the north too, or north and or west. Uh, and of course, if they did, it would it would c- confirm the thesis that we have a very long uh, structure here that could be, you know, a number of kilometers and uh, Fenlon, Walbridge already suggested it might be two and a half kilometers of strike line. So that would be a large, large deposit. And that's kind of what we're keeping our fingers crossed for. So Walbridge is the neighbor with the most ground around, and uh, we'll see how it goes for them. But their stocks rallied pretty sharply here in the last week or so since they announced they're going to drill that area.
1: Have you ever heard of anything called Skeena or uh, Greatland Gold? You ever heard of any, yeah, either well, of those? I
0: haven't, I haven't heard of Greatland. I gather that's an Australian company. I don't don't think I've looked at it. Uh, Skeena, I've looked at it. It's also in the uh, the Golden Triangle in B.C., uh I think they own the old SK mine and they're uh, trying to find if there's other uh, commercial ore around that. I'm not an owner of it and I I'm not going to pretend to be intimate with it. I'm just sort of
1: aware of it. And here's a couple of stock a uh, a couple of questions about uh, the major producers as we talked about earlier these bang stocks which have soared yeah. and are going to continue to get attention from institutions because that's really all the farther they often go. Um are there? Uh, does there become a point, uh, a price point, or a margin point where you prefer the exploration, the smaller companies versus the majors? I mean, the where the you, you know what yeah. I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a price point, and the price point is forever <laughs> because because <laughs> I've I've never owned a major producer okay i've never unless i maybe i owned one back in 2000 when things were just starting you know and we're all getting their feet wet in the in the, in the precious metal business but i would never own a major company versus an intermediate and or a junior because the junior company with exploration success his stock can go up 10 20 50 times okay yep uh, the major stock is not going to do that the major stocks, the performance was abysmal uh, in the in the gold rally from uh, 2000 to 2011 versus other stocks, okay, and of course their performance was not so hot after 2011 mm-hmm, either. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that I, that's not where I would be going. I do study them now, and I only study them to compare them with Kirkland. I know, for example, at Newmont, just reported their second quarter of the year in 12 cents. Uh, okay, Agnico were in 12 cents uh these are adjusted earnings i'm talking about and meanwhile kirkland is going to earn 45 cents okay well i think kirkland's a little better than those two in terms of a a value type thing and and that's really the only reason i look at them i I I admire them as companies they're great gold companies but you know for somebody who who wants to move forward fast i don't think that's uh where you want to place your bet you want to place your bet on uh, something smaller Uh, something that you can still study, though, and understand, you know, how it's shaping up. And, you know, you can be early because there are really not a lot of people looking at these things yet. More every day, but still not many, okay? So it's a bit of a – there's certainly lots of opportunities still.
1: And let's close with this question, Eric, because it's kind of in the same uh, general area. You know, we talk about earnings exploding. Uh, we mentioned it again earlier in this call, you know, as price rallies, you're earning, you know, what you make per ounce uh, can grow yeah. up rather dramatically. This final question was, can, is there a general time frame that you would expect a rising price to be reflected in a company's earnings? Does it take a quarter? Does it take several quarters? I mean, can you answer that one?
0: Sure. Well, obviously, the same day the price was up, the earnings go higher, right? Now, not the reported earnings, because you've got to wait. For time so for example uh even this last quarter with the price going from 13 uh, 12.75 to 13 and a quarter the average price for the quarter was i think around 1307 1309 something like that so we're not gonna, and, and the previous quarter was 1305 so we're not going to see much action there in the earnings but of course this quarter the quarter yeah. starting july when you walk into it at 1400 that you're going to see in this these reports these next reports a good effect on earnings but believe me the stock market is not waiting around for the guy to report okay we can all multiply the number of ounces times the change in the price and figure out what the effect on earnings is we don't need the guy to report for us to know what they're gonna earn right so wow. anybody can do that analysis right number of ounces times the change in the price uh, tax and whatever 25% divided by the shares I'm saying you know exactly what the earnings are gonna go up by so uh Anybody can do that in their spare time.
1: Yeah, no. I so it,
0: it's immediate. It's immediate, and the stocks don't wait around. Okay, these stocks. Nobody's buying these stocks that have now gone up thirty percent based on the second quarter earnings, which were lackluster already. Okay, they're not good, but the stocks don't wait around for that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Say, so, speaking of not waiting around, uh, before we go, I want everybody to understand that the uh, Sprott Money Super Summer Sale. Is almost kaput. We only run this through the end of July. It's been an extraordinarily busy month in uh, the last couple of weeks it's brought money, uh, not only because price is rallying and people are interested in the metals again, but this brought super money uh, super summer sale is always full of great deals. like I said, only a couple of days left if you're looking for i don't know just an idea. Check out the best seller of the sale, which is a Canadian maple monster box. If you ever had a monster box, Eric, you probably got a few of those babies laying around, I would imagine. I got a
0: few monster boxes, but monster boxes are kind of expensive, you know, because that's like 500 ounces of gold. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a lot of moolah, baby. Silver. That's almost, uh, yeah, silver is, that's, yeah. And I own, well, I probably own quite a few silver ounces, okay?
1: Yeah. Well, we, those monster boxes are on the deals page at Sprott Money. I mean, it's a great, great thing for anybody. But also, but if you're a Sprout Storage customer, um, it's an even better deal. So check out the idea of, of storing your metal with Sprout Money too. Anyway, go to SproutMoney.com, check it out, or of course, you can always call us at eight 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 six one zero seven seven five. Eric, we've gone a little longer than usual this week, so I very much appreciate your time, and I really look forward to talking to you next Friday, man. We're going to have a busy consequential oh, yeah. week ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. I got uh, the pot stirring for me. I can tell you. I got things I'm doing and, uh, we'll be able to start chatting about them and hopefully we get some interesting drill results in some of the companies. And, and of course, the excitement going on in the, uh, the silver and gold markets. Uh, oh, I never even mentioned that the Shanghai futures exchange, the amount of silver they're trading per day over there is like 500 million ounces a day. Oh my God. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So maybe we have the Chinese to thank for, uh, you know, putting a bit of a, a bit under the, uh, the New York market. I wouldn't be surprised at that. but that's exactly what's happened. That as those people are buying these these uh, commodities on the open market over there, the guys might come in and be bidding on the COMEX to uh, for some of the delivery. So yeah, no, everyone. The world is kind of you know kind of moving our way.
1: It certainly seems that way. And man, the way gold shot higher from thirteen fifty to fourteen fifty once it broke through thirteen fifty, you can only imagine what silver would do once it gets through seventeen or maybe eighteen. At least fast yeah well thank you for your time Eric I hope you have a great weekend okay you too Craig and from all of us here at Sprott Money News and sprotmoney.com thank you for listening be sure to check out the Sprott Super Summer Sale at com, and then come back next Friday for another edition of the weekly wrap up